You're listening to What's New with Wired. This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three-row all-electric SUV, the Kia EV9. With available all-wheel drive and seating for up to seven adults. With zero to 60 speed that thrills you one minute. And available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com slash EV9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely. Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown with three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown. You get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at Wilmington and beaches You're listening to What's New with Wired. It's Tuesday, October 4th. I'm Zeke Robison. Today we're talking about how wood and biosolids from water treatment plants can be used to improve the soil and keep remaining trees healthy. Make sure to listen to the end to find out what other Wired podcasts you can check out today. American trees are in trouble. Based on recent estimates, up to one in every six native species in the continental U.S. is in danger of going extinct due to mounting threats such as invasive species, diseases, climate change, logging, and wildfires. Metropolitan areas, meanwhile, are losing an astounding 36 million trees every year, according to a 2018 study from the U.S. Department of Agriculture's Forest Service. This loss of urban trees is a particular problem. They're a critical part of the green infrastructure of U.S. cities. Without the cooling effect of foliage, a city's sprawling concrete and asphalt can turn into an urban island of deadly high heat, made even worse by global warming, which then forces buildings to use more energy to stay cool. Trees also lower air pollution and sequester carbon. The Forest Service estimates the annual cost of urban tree loss at $96 million. But there's a way to attack this problem on multiple fronts using undervalued waste from trees and people that would otherwise be sent to landfill. A new analysis from Yale University suggests that the dry waste from urban trees in the U.S., leaves, cuttings, and so on, could be diverted from landfills or incinerators where much of it still ends up, and instead be reused to grow new trees, reduce logging, and lower carbon emissions. It's a potentially huge resource. U.S. cities generate more than 45 million tons of tree waste every year. This isn't a new idea, it just takes money and willpower from city officials to be more sustainable, says Pete Smith, program manager for urban forestry at the Arbor Day Foundation, a tree planting nonprofit. Reusing and recycling urban wood is already becoming a growing focal point for cities, he says. The Yale researchers, led by Yuan Yao at the University Center for Industrial Ecology, calculated that converting leaves into compost, wood into chips and lumber, and the remaining tree residues into a charcoal-like substance called biochar can be environmentally beneficial on several levels. These products can be substitutes for virgin materials such as fertilizers and thus reduce associated environmental impacts, the authors write. Recycling cut-down tree wood for lumber can also store carbon for the long term and reduce logging. Biochar, meanwhile, can be used to improve aeration, water storage, and nutrient retention in soils. 
Recycling the country's urban tree waste would also significantly reduce the amount of greenhouse gases leaking from landfills, the authors found. The calculated savings could be equivalent to 28% of the total agricultural emissions in the U.S. One of the products created through recycling, the compost, can then be redirected specifically back at the problem of urban tree loss. For trees, mulch and compost mimic forest floor and help the soil around their roots retain water and nutrients, which is critical in urban settings where trees can be exposed to hotter, drier, and more stressful growing conditions. For example, although trees planted along city highways can help increase the urban canopy cover, roadway construction can cause soil compaction and topsoil loss, causing lethal stress to saplings planted roadside. A 2020 study showed that roadside trees had a significant survival advantage when the soil around them included 25% organic compost made from food and yard waste. And tree waste isn't the only unwanted product that can be used to make this compost. Cities could also nourish their trees with a little assistance from their human residents by recycling their poop. A growing number of wastewater treatment plants are devising ways to produce safe soil amendments based on recycled biosolids, the feces and other organic matter that pass through water treatment plants and also often end up in landfills or incinerators. DC Water, which provides water and sewer services for the U.S. Capitol, is one such example, creating a heat and pressure-treated biosolids product called Bloom. It expects to sell about 60,000 tons of it to farmers, landscapers, and other customers in 2022 alone. The aim is to change the mindset around human waste, says Chris Piott, DC Water's Director of Resource Recovery. It's not a liability, it's an asset. Some cities are already using tree and human waste products to improve their urban greenery. In Austin, Texas, treated biosolids are composted with tree and yard trimmings from the city and then cured for several months to create a soil product called Dillo Dirt. It's a product the city has been making for decades, and among its many applications, it's being used to aid tree planting and maintenance. Since 2006, the city has managed to increase its tree canopy cover by 20%. Meanwhile, in Washington, D.C., Bloom has been used to create a variety of blended products to improve the condition of soils, including one mixed with sand, one blend that's like potting soil, and a woody blend that includes excess bits of aged hardwood. If directly applied to soils, Bloom's high nitrogen and high phosphorus content would kill plants, Piot explains, but mixing it with tree trimmings, hardwood, and other organic waste helps balance the nutrients. We're trying to mimic natural soils, he says. April Thompson, Bloom's director of marketing and sales, says gardeners have reported great results with the soil product on the U.S. Capitol grounds and in community gardens, among other applications. Hemp, hops, hay, you name it, we've probably helped grow it, she says. That list includes street trees. Under a contract with the city, nonprofit organization Casey Trees has used Bloom as part of its gardening toolkit around the capital. Over the next 10 years, DC aims to buck the trend of urban tree loss and increase its canopy coverage from 38% to 40%. Recent research suggests the cooling effect this will provide could be life-saving, particularly given the ability of trees to temper the rapid rise in urban surface temperatures. Of course, recycling tree and human waste won't be enough on its own for increasing the number of trees in cities. But to help stop the decline of urban tree cover, it can be a very useful part of the solution, and it is hopefully catching on. DC Water has consulted with plant operators in Virginia, Kentucky, Texas, California, and elsewhere who are installing similar heat and pressure systems to turn their biosolids into plant-nourishing products. Contractors are all going to them and saying, hey, we'll take this product away from you because it's a problem, says Piot. And we're saying, no, it's not a problem. Make sure to check out our other Wired podcasts. 
Today in Wired Business, Amazon wants its home robot Astro to anticipate your every need. Checking in on Wired Science, wetland in an overlooked ecosystem. As the U.S. Supreme Court considers its fate, we look at what a wetland is worth. And on Wired Security, we look at how to advocate for data privacy and users' rights in your community and beyond. Listen to these stories and more at wired.com podcasts. Thanks for listening to Wired. Check back in tomorrow to hear more stories from wired.com. If you like this podcast, can we recommend another one? It's called Big Picture Science. You can hear it wherever you get your podcasts, and its name tells part of the story. The big picture questions and the most interesting research in science. Seth and I are the hosts. Seth is a scientist. I am Molly, and I'm a science journalist. And we talk to people smarter than us, and we have fun along the way. The show is called Big Picture Science, and as Seth said, you can hear it wherever you get your podcasts.